Hello, guys, and welcome to episode 13 of the Healthy Six uh, podcast. We had a week off last week because we were too busy planning one of the best workshops uh, to be seen for fat loss, fundamentals and exercise execution. So this week we are back, joined with Kyle once more. Um, In this, we're going to talk, we're going to tell everyone about how amazing it was and everyone missed out who didn't come. And then we're going to talk about sleep. So we're getting back to the pillars of our of our healthy six and sleep is one of them. So we're going to discuss that in depth. Um, so try to stay with us and don't don't snooze off. Carl, how are we doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to this topic because I think it's a very much overlooked one for most people and will have probably the biggest impact straight away for most people if they sort it out. Um, but buzzing off the back of this weekend, um, really good feedback as well from the uh, workshop. Um, really good uh, video that we've got done as well, which we can't wait to release at some point. Um, but yeah, just generally buzzing off, riding the high of that, to be fair. And yeah. the Healthy Six check-ins went well um, yesterday as well, on Monday. So yeah, going well. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think you're right. I think it was like, I don't think I saw any check-ins that were negative. I think, as always, like you say, like there's challenges, but that's those challenges are where people would fail in the past if they were by themselves. And that's what the coach is for, right? It's to, we understand that. But I think also having the... Um, having the like the, the workshop that we did and just talking through things and, and being active and open with people um, really helped sort of get on top of their problems, if you like. So it was really exciting to get that done with the guys. Um, yeah, there's a good community feel there as well. I think, I think people, especially with the, I won't go into too much detail, but the task we did at the start as well, opened it up, got people sharing a bit more about their journey and then people brought into it and the, the community aspect was really good there as well. So, which is one of the big, drivers behind the healthy six um so yeah yeah definitely and i think like in the day like we've got another one coming up haven't we so we're just releasing this straight away so um we're looking to do another one i say we're looking to do another one we're all but confirmed on the 5th of november um for the second installment obviously we've done one so we've had feedback um so we'll make sure that we are better because everyone can be better we're not we're not just going to settle on it go with the same slides and crack on um, we're going to do it slightly differently, maybe reduce the time a little bit so it's a bit more accessible for everyone um, and just really fine tune exactly what it is that we're looking to deliver, really. like So there is no one coming. It is on the 5th of November. It is absolutely free um, to everyone. So it is free to everyone. There'll be prizes, there'll be goodies, there'll be freebies. Um, and we're just looking to drive uh, numbers, really. And it's not because like it's going to help us earn money because, as you just heard, it's free. Like we just want to help as many people as we can. And with the feedback that we had, it's just so key for us to get everyone in and, and enjoying it and, and, and understanding like even clients, like my online clients, not just ones that are on the Healthy Six, um, found it really useful to get one-to-one with me and find out, you know, maybe some bit more about their form and how they can continue to, to be successful. So if you are interested, pause the video right here. The link is still, or DM me or Kyle, uh, Kylo Sullivan PT at Travis Brown Coaching, um, and get the form filled out so that you can attend. Like I say, there is no cost. It will be local to us. I won't reveal that in case we've got any stalkers, um, but it is local to us. So you can always come down and, and come and join us for a couple of hours and learn how to move a little bit better, really. Yeah, and, and like, like I said, it's very, very beneficial um, getting two very good coaches and to get access to them to ask questions and go through the fundamentals that we're going to teach you. And that's it. And one of those fundamentals, like we didn't really talk about it on the workshop and we, and we did that for a reason because we wanted to, 
do it today, really. And, and he's one of the pillars. So when we say fundamentals and we say pillars, we really mean the same thing. Um, and I said to Carl, as we as I jumped in on this call early, he asked me how I was. And I said, you know, a little bit tired um, because we worked on Sunday, had a knock on effect to those energy levels and, and also my sleep. Um, now, a lot of people don't necessarily know how that will affect. But sleep is so massive for recovery, isn't it? In terms of who we are, what we do. Um, and I use the analogy on my content the other day, like if your computer stopped work, it stops working, what do you do? What, yeah, what? It's, the, it's the same. Yeah. You just turn it off and on again, right? Or you turn it off yeah. and you let it rest overnight, you come back to it morning, like, why is it working? Um, so we just need to understand why we need that sleep and, and stuff like that. So I will open it up with, and we said what we're going to talk about today. Again, it's never scripted, but why do we as people need sleep? And the first one that we spoke about very clearly on the workshop and we'll tell clients all the time is cognitive function, which is basically brain function. It's responsible for adherence and behaviours. How many times, Kyle, have you woken up like super tired after maybe a long, real long day of PT or whatever and just not achieved your goals just because your motivation wasn't there? Yeah, massively. It has a it has a massive knock-on effect. It's decision-making. Like Even from the get-go, you wake up and feel tired, sluggish. You might leave your phone at home when you go to work. Like All these small things add up and they start disrupting your day. Um, and from a performance point of view, that's then impeded as well. So if you're going, like, let's say you're going to go and do a gym session, you're really tired, you're potentially at risk of more injury because your technique might not be as, as good as what it normally would. Um, so for, for me, sleep is a very overlooked part of the process. It, it, it obviously supports uh, your health and recovery massively. Um, and we're going to go through different parts of sleep. So we're going to talk about sleep cycle, how it disrupts um What's, what disruptive sleep can can do to the body and how we can actually overcome it so like Travis said there when when you're tired everyone's everyone's been tired before like it's just a natural thing unfortunately sometimes if you've been on your phone all night whatever you wake up your eyes are, are you can barely keep them open um and then it just doesn't start your day off very well um and it leads to a very long dragged out day um you might feel like you need a couple of power naps as you go through it as well um so that's my take on disruptive sleep. Yeah. And there's so much to it. Like you say, like recovering, training and that. Like there's also like blood sugar. So a poor sleep or sleep deprivation will affect that blood sugar. Um, and for those of you that don't know, blood sugar is really important in terms of, well, obviously you'll have heard about it for diabetics. But it's important for everyone because if your blood sugar is super high, your body is going to have to create a lot of insulin to, to what's the word, like, not silence but reduce those effects and that can in, in fact create that that hunger hormone cycle where your insulin is going so your blood sugar drops so then you need to create uh, elevate your blood sugar so you might have to have a sugary snack and then it brings up and then and so even sleep can have an effect on what you refer to as like a sugar addiction or what people refer to as uh like cravings as well so we just have to be really mindful don't we like there's so so much to it that we have to be careful of um, that you just don't realise has a knock-on effect unless you've been educated in it, and I certainly didn't. Um, but the, I think the main thing a lot of people that our clients want to hear is we are talking about fat loss an awful lot. A lack of sleep will also have an impact on the endocrine function. Now, which the endocrine function basically is two primary hunger hormones, 
So you've got leptin, which tells us we're full, and ghrelin, which tells us when we're hungry. If we, we get, when we're sleep deprived, your body will overproduce ghrelin, the hormone that tells you you're hungry, and underproduce leptin, which tells you you're full. So you're just going to be like fighting, fighting a losing battle the whole time. And it's really important just to be understanding exactly kind of, you know, where that's going and why that's going to happen. So I, I've got a call with a client this week on Friday. Um, and he was saying to me, how do we help his motivation when he falls off plan? That's basically what we want to discuss. And I'm like, well, we're going to have this phone call. But the answer is, forget about your motivation. Now, I know this guy's just had a child. You're not losing motivation. You're tired and you're not prepped enough in order to continue doing what you need to do. And that's okay because you've got to learn how to deal with those things because you've just had the child. So how do we do that? And that's that's the key here is like in terms of just making sure we are doing those things for people. Um, but yeah, it's not just motivation, is it? There's more to it and it is a, re- it is a reset. So sleep is so important to what we're doing and to what we're trying to achieve. All of us, whether it's improving business, whether it's improving your body, whatever it is, it is really important. Yeah, it's massively. Um, like everyone's had it where they're tired and they the first thing you turn to, you don't turn to a protein bar or a bit of protein. You, you want sugar. You want a bag of sweets. You want something to pick you up. Um, so it can impair, obviously, cognitive function. So your decision-making gets, gets disrupted. Um, you tend to make poorer choices. So you turn for the quick, easy things because you just want something to go and to pick you up and to give you that bit, little bit of boost of energy. Some people then overdo it on caffeine um, and then you end up taking too much caffeine and you, you feel wired and a bit jittery. Um, so this then also has an impact on, well, if you're having too much caffeine, will have an impact on your digestive function. But we've also got like immune health as well. So if you're not recovering at night, if your body's not getting what it needs to, especially if you train quite hard, your immune system is going to be suppressed. Then you're at more risk, especially when you're tired, of uh, uh, contracting any any viral infection that's going around or whatever it may be so i think when we talk about sleep it covers so many bases we've got muscle wastage you've got it makes fat loss potentially harder which we talk about the effects on performance hormones cognitive ability um, metabolic function and immune health so all these things have a massive impact on our training our nutrition and everything else throughout the day so if we start from sleep and build up you'll always do well, if you if you can you can give this yourself this strategy to build up from there, you, you're giving yourself the foundations to push on. And like Travis said before, these are part of our healthy six pillars, and that's why we do. They all interlinked, but, and the first one being sleep and where you recover. Yeah, and I think we can we could go over and over again. We could probably do this whole podcast on why you need sleep and get into it. Um, but I think the key thing is, is when we take on clients, when clients start, when people are trying to lose fat and stuff, we're looking for certain things. And one of them that we're looking for is not quick wins, because I don't particularly like that word. But what we're looking for is something that's going to help them be successful immediately. And one of those things is sleep. So if you're going to get a client, Kyle, and they say, um, you know, they really struggle with sleep. So for me, whenever I do a consultation form, I ask them about their sleep. I'm sure you do as yeah. well. Um, and they say, you know, I really struggle with my sleep. What would you do for them? What 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 affects their sleep? What things are we looking to either remove yeah. or add in? What 
So, well, no, more importantly, what is going to what? be negatively impacting their sleep? Yeah, so we've got a couple of factors that obviously are going to influence it. So one of the biggest one, and I, I spoke about it earlier, is caffeine. Um, a lot of people don't understand how caffeine can, it's a stimulant, right? Caffeine's there to give you a bit of a pick-me-up. Um, but most people don't understand that caffeine stays in the body for a very long period of time after you've consumed it. So one of the things I do is ask if they are consuming any caffeine after 2, 3 p.m., um, because this gives me a bit of indication of how long the caffeine is staying in the system. I also look at their evening routine. So are they sitting in bed on their phone or watching TV? So we're looking at more blue light um, and what their actual sleeping environment is like. Do you walk in the room and think, actually, I'm, this is really promoting sleep and I'm going to go sleep in here or do whatever else you do in the bedroom? Um, or is it somewhere where you've got a big sound system and a massive TV in front of you and you've got the lights off and all this blue light going into your eyes? So light exposure is another one. And then also we've got alcohol and nutrition um, and how late they're eating um, and also if they're consuming any alcohol that day. Uh, and then we've got things like stress management. So these are, there's, there's a several factors that I look for before started giving people interventions with their sleep because it can be a combination of things. Um, I know you've got, you will have a few more to add in there. Yeah, I think the main thing for me that just wanted to build on is caffeine um, because I don't think a lot of people realise the half-life of caffeine. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been through this. So on average, it's about five hours, 50%. So if you take on 200 milligrams of caffeine, five hours later, there is still 100 milligrams in your system. Five hours later from that is another, or there's still 50 milligrams in your system. So if you have a coffee at 4 p.m., the caffeine will only be out of your system come 2 a.m. And I don't think people realize that effect. And that's why there is this cutoff. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not very good at it. Where I do evening sessions and stuff, I'm not very good. I don't cut my caffeine out at all. I can quite happily have caffeine late at night and I sleep like an absolute log. I've tracked my sleep. I've looked at the variables. I sleep really, really well. There's no issues for me. Doesn't necessarily mean it's right and I could be better at it. Um, But I don't think people realize like they think they're, you know, people that don't sleep well, but they're having a coffee at three o'clock to get through until their end of their 5 p.m. shift rather than having a bit of fruit or something that might actually encourage a little bit of sugar intake, natural or not, there is more to it. And I don't think people yeah. realise that. No, and some like some people have like Diet Coke with their dinner at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Now, Diet Coke's still got 46 milligrams of caffeine in it. And if you're having one or two, oh, that's a that's a small Diet Coke as well. Um, that's, that's still 46 milligrams of caffeine going into your body, giving it a bit of a stimulant. So, um, so if anyone's going to take anything from this, look at your caffeine straight away. When are you last having your, your bit of coffee or your energy drink or whatever you're consuming? Because energy drinks are on the rise, like all these monsters and stuff like that. Um, every PT has one in their hand. Um, so th- these things do do start having a look at what you're consuming and your liquids. Has it got caffeine in it? Um, and that might be one of the issues. Like Travis said, he, he deals with it fine. Sometimes if I have a caffeine if drink like 6, 7 p.m., I'm staying wired for quite a long period of time and probably not sleep until about midnight. And I think that's one of the things that just controls your sleep, but there's so much more. And one thing that I wanted to talk about in terms of the blue light and stuff again, and just very briefly, not too scientifically getting into it. What governs, and I spoke to a client about this as well, like literally the other day. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know if you've ever wondered, if you're listening to this, have you ever wondered why we have time zones in the world? Because if you go to Australia right now, it will be dark and it will be a different time. Why is it not the same time? Well, because it's dark. Our sleep is governed by the circadian rhythm and the circadian rhythm is controlled massively by light impact. Now, you'll have heard of some of these buzzwords of cortisol and melatonin in terms of what they do. But the cortisol is an alertness hormone, sorry, and melatonin is a sleep hormone. Now, when it gets dark, our eyes start to produce melatonin. Melatonin is what makes us sleep. It helps us sleep. There's obviously adenosine as well, but we're not going to get into that. Blue light, phone screens, laptops, iPads, TVs will break up your eyes' ability to produce melatonin. So you are automatically reducing your chances of sleep by breaking up the sleep hormone just from looking at it. So, you know, whether you get blue light glasses, whatever you do, like there is something that you can do to support that. And that's really, really key. Um, so that's up there in terms of managing that. But then in terms of waking up, we have cortisol, which is alertness. That's a hormone that basically triggers fight or flight. So when you get that, if you, I don't know, if you're walking down the street and someone's walking behind you and you start to feel yourself getting alert, that's cortisol. It does the same in terms of waking us up in the morning. Now, we all, most of us rely on alarm clocks to wake up, which means that cortisol doesn't do its thing, um, which is obviously an issue in terms of natural day-to-day life. Obviously, for many people, we're up before it's light anyway, but if it was light, that would start to uh, you know, make cortisol more prevalent and therefore wake you up. Like, So we've spoken about caffeine just there, so why am I waffling on about the sleep cycle? So the second thing you can do is blue light because that's a really easy fix. So if you cannot put your phone down at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. because you're addicted to it, one, that's an issue. Two, it's affecting your sleep. Three, you should try. But if you cannot, you need to get yourself on Amazon and get yourself some blue light blockers. Yeah, and, that, and that's one of the bit, especially in our in, well, in our world and our society, everyone's on their phone. Everyone's got an Xbox or a PlayStation or a TV somewhere in their house. Um, and we're constantly glued to Netflix. And all that's doing is, yeah, it's fun to watch. But if it's 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night and it's really dark outside, your your body's thinking it's during the day because of that sleep cycle. We are, our bodies are, are creatures of habit. They go through cycles. It's very clever in what it does. Um, so if you're fighting that system and, and making it your body well make it harder for your body really in terms of its hormone production you're going to struggle sleeping and it's potentially going to impact your results body composition and things like that so if you are on tiktok late at night and waking up really really tired potentially give yourself a little curfew of when you put your phone down so i, I I've, I've struggled with sleep massively in, in the past especially with the pt and job long hours um and i had to learn to build my own evening routine and one thing with me, we'll talk about allostatic load in a minute, but one thing I found is because I was, I, would, I, I have loads of ideas and I, I take a lot of information on inside my head and I sometimes don't let that out. Before I was going to bed, I was literally sat there just thinking about everything I've got to do tomorrow and the things that I've got. So I have a little book by my bed and simply when I get to bed, anything that's left in my head, I took it down on a piece of paper and it, I, that's it. It's now my time to relax. Um, otherwise, I just sit in bed twiddling my thumbs, not sleeping, and then it has a knock-on effect, and I never get anything done. So, if people struggle with thought processes at night, and you sit there just thinking about everything you've got to do, just get yourself a little book, half an hour before bed, put your phone down, and just dump your your brain, uh, your thoughts onto the um, 
onto the book. You do it journaling, don't you, in the morning, I, Travis? I journal in the morning. So I have a five-minute journal. Um, yeah. And then that basically... What do you put in it? So you put three three things that will make today successful, three things you're grateful for, uh, and a daily affirmation. You write that down every morning. And then in the evening, you put down what made today successful or the best things about today, the highlights of your day. And it just gives me that awareness. One, and I, I speak to people about this all the time, it makes me very, very grateful. It makes me very patient in my day to day. Um, that helps me just... I think be a little bit of a better person rather than snappy. Um, I was talking to someone earlier and they said, I had a PT client and I said, how are you doing? He was like, I'm agitated. I was like, why are you agitated? So I just got cut up. And um, so I basically told him he needed to slow down and he chased him. This guy chased my client to a car park. I don't know why oh, they right. do this because my client's an absolute gigantor. So I don't know why they've done that. But right. But I just said to him, I was like, do you know the person that cut you up? He's like, no. I was like, would you cut someone up on purpose? No. Well, you probably didn't do it on purpose. But before, I'd have been rattled by someone like that. But it's only now I actively practice gratitude and, I'm, and I think more about those things that are important to me. Massively. From a holistic point of view, I, I think it's, especially in our world. So if, if you're sat there late at night, right, on your phone on TikTok and some millionaire and 21-year-old with a Ferrari and a Lamborghini living it up in Dubai, and you're sat there constantly comparing your life to these people on your phone you're then sat there in bed going well my life's a bit rubbish and then you go to bed feeling like that so you feel unsatisfied and ungrateful for what you've got um so like I, i'm all like gratitude journaling and stuff like that i think it'll give people a different perspective of life as well and give them self less pressure really and, and look at the recovery strategy so from a from a, a cognitive function point of view stress management journaling or just even writing notes about what you're yeah. worried about, that, that'll do the job. I think you're right, like stress, because remember, if you're highly stressed, it will elevate cortisol, which I've just told you is the alertness hormone. So if you're not getting those things out of your head and they're sticking in your head and you're getting stressed, you're onto a loser in terms of your sleep, which will then come round because you'll wake up tired, you'll have loads to do and you'll feel groggy and you'll be stressed and so on and you won't achieve it and then you'll go to bed worrying about it. Like it is a cycle, like it's an absolute cycle. So something's got to give in terms of improving that. And I think that's, that's really important. Um, I heard a podcast about um, a year or so ago, and it was about sleep. Funny enough. Um, and the guy on it just said, if you look in your bedroom, do you want to sleep? And that was it. If you look in your bedroom, does it look like it's a place that you just want to go and yeah. sleep in? Environments are really key, aren't they? Like, and I say it all the time that bedrooms really, if, if possible, obviously people live in house shares where it's like studio and stuff. But, you know, if you live in a house or a flat where your bedroom can be just your bedroom, then there's only two things that should take place in the bedroom and they both begin with S. Like there's yeah. nothing else. Snoring and sleeping. Yeah, exactly. Nothing else. No cardio allowed. But <laughs> like, and I think that's really key. A lot of people maybe don't, don't do that. Like I know so many people and my, my girlfriend's one. She's a stickler for it. She wants to, sometimes she'll want to go to bed to watch TV. Yeah, I hate that. I hate, that's something that, that I stomp my foot down on that quite early on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you're a braver man than I. Um, <laughs> but for me, again, I'm really fortunate that my sleep is unaffected. So I'll fall asleep watching TV if I need to anyway, like straight away. It doesn't keep me up. I'm just mm. fast asleep, good to go um, with no real concern. So, Luckily, I'm quite fortunate for that. But, you know, 
there there is an environmental thing like i'm working in um i'm working have i set it up for me to work just about like is it is it perfect no am i improving it bit by bit yeah like to make sure that i actually have that environment where i want to come to work and that's exactly the same for anyone like there's no difference to that um that's just how it has to be also just rewiring the process so we're talking about how sleep can affect you so if you are listening to this and you you wake up one day tired just think about the things we've spoken about so your decision making isn't going to be as good or could be impaired your training performance might not be as good so when it comes to recovery now you can then manage that so you might try and make or plan your day in advance when you wake up just so you make the decision fatigue a bit less or you might not go and do a heavy weight session that day you might just go and do tiny bit of cardio or go for a walk to monitor and manage that stress a bit more so you can reverse it so you flip it on its head to protect yourself when you are tired because that is typically when people make the worst choices um that's when like my father's in the forces they call it human factor error um so when someone is fatigued um tired and stuff like that they, they will literally um look at these sort of critical mistakes that are made and they'll give people time off for it um, so they can recover because we don't want to be making mistakes. Yeah. And, and I think that's, I think that's really important that you also, yeah, you're paying attention to it, but I think how can, how we know how, like how sleep affects us is also a really important conversation. Like in terms of tracking sleep, lots of people will use different things, but I use um, sleep like pillow tracker. It's called, I think it's called pillow just on the Apple on the Apple store that I could, you can either lay your phone on the bed or, or watch um, heart rate monitors and um, aura rings. Um, what's the one? What's the, the whoop, 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 yeah, yeah. whoop bands like tracking your sleep can be really important. I always have a conversation with people all the time about napping. Do you have a, do you have a nap? I used to love a power nap. A nap. Yeah. How long did you nap for? So I've got it spot on for 30 minutes. If I did 20, I woke up feeling awful. 30 minutes for me was the bang on number. What about 40? And I never had that much time to go to 40. Oh, mate. So (laughs) that's interesting. So when I used to nap all the time, right? And I would still nap at any opportunity that I can. Because, and you're absolutely right. So you realise that you had this spot on number, but something people don't realise and they don't learn about is the sleep cycle. So when you get into like non-REM sleep, so you're drifting off, you're falling asleep. Stage two, you get light sleep, which is like HR brain activity beginning to slow, reduction in cortisol. Stage four is deeper sleep, recovery, repair, restorative phase, particularly important those who train and it releases growth hormone. The next stage is rapid eye movement. So REM sleep. Now, this is where we this is where we dream. This is where we become paralyzed. Right. So this is where we all go through sleep paralysis. And it's roughly a 90 minute cycle, four to six cycles per night. If you nap and you hit your REM sleep, you're in trouble. Like you are never going to wake up feeling good. So my sleep was a 45 minute. So if I slept for 37 minutes or 44 minutes and you woke me up, mate, I was not good. Like 40. And I remember this one time, like this is a God's honest truth, right? This was an ex-girlfriend. I'd been asleep. She'd come in from work. I'd been asleep for 40 minutes and she woke me up. Cool. And I just woke up and I was just fucking like, I was fuming, mate. Like, not intentionally, not intentionally. She's just walked in, right? And I'm just fuming. I went, 
go downstairs and come back in five minutes. And I went back to sleep and I had my five minutes very quickly because I was tired. And I'll tell you what, I woke up like a different person. Like, oh, like a different person. When I've slept for an hour, I wake up feeling groggy, wake, sleep less. Like you have to know, but how do you, and I always have this conversation with clients, like particularly ones that are more tired or shift works and stuff. And they're like, oh, I can just never nap. So they do a night shift or whatever. And they don't sleep until the next day. Yeah. Have a nap. Well, I always feel rubbish. I'm like, yeah, you just don't know how long you need to sleep for yet. And this is the what we've just discussed here. Like Travis is forty five minutes. I'm thirty minutes. You need to try and error it for yourself, really. Um, see what works for you. I just think as well. You're right. It does need to be trial and error. But I don't think enough people will give it a pound. No, it no. Pound. It's just like people don't use the people don't use the the stats. So if you've got a sleep tracker and you just wear your sleep tracker for the next week of sleeping. If your tracker tells you at what point you hit those cycles, you can see how long it takes you to hit REM. If you nap, if you hit REM after one hour and you nap for 45 minutes, you'll probably feel fine. Like 55 minutes, whatever it is, just, but you can build data. It's the same as anything else. How much are you spending? How much are you saving? How much you, you know, like how much cardio sleep is just the same. Like, and if you need to nap or if you need to sleep, you can work out your own cycles. Like, but all you need to do is track it. And it doesn't have to be expensive. If you've got a phone, you can get apps. You literally just lay the phone yeah. on the bed. It does. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, um, it's a valuable asset and tool as well to track. And then obviously you've got your other things like, so again, tracking your sleep, such as tracking stress. So we know that obviously when we're not sleeping well, we'll be extra stressed. So what's our heart rate variability look like? What does our blood glucose blood look pressure. like in terms of insulin sensitivity? What does our blood pressure look like in terms of stress? There's so many things. Um, And we've got markers that we're looking for. You know, we're looking to sleep to seven to nine hours. We're looking for a heart rate variability of 80 or above. Um, Do you know yours? Heart rate variability? Yeah. If you got you got an Apple Watch. Yeah, I love that. It's on the health trend. So your heart rate variability, the higher the number is actually the better. And that basically means it's your body's ability to get from stressed or from your fight or fight flight into rest and digest. So the average gold standard optimal range would be 80 or above. I used to have to track this from my um, old coach. Did you? Who was it? Yeah. Was it an M10 no. one? No. Oh. Um, okay. I find it now. So, help oh, it. Okay. so on Sunday... No, Monday, after I was tired from Sunday's work, my heart rate variability was only 46. So that was half of the optimal range, whereas back up to today, it's the 86. Yeah, mine's 73. So it goes to show, so we're not even in optimal in terms of sleep and stuff. like. But there's so many things of interventions and that. So really, that leads us on. We tell you why you need sleep. We've told you that today. We've told you how it affects us. Um, and we've told you how you can track it, but and we've started to talk about how we can affect it. So we spoke about some habitual interventions, um, which would be making sure you've got enough daylight exposure. That's obviously key. Managing blue light exposure, um, which is we said about limiting, so that'll be off your phone. Caffeine intake, blood sugar balance, sleep habits. In terms of your environment, you said earlier, Kyle, about make when you walk into your bedroom does it make you want to sleep how can we make our environment 
what invent interventions can we put in our environment to improve it? So we said obviously about making it not or not making it a centre of entertainment. Um, what else have we done? Like there's loads in there. Well, can you make the, the biggest thing is comfort, isn't it? Like is your, is your bed comfortable to sleep in? Like that's one of the biggest things in terms of your actual sleeping pattern. Can Do you get into bed and think, oh, I'm going to crash out? Like we got a new mattress about seven months ago. And as soon as I got that new mattress, I was away with the fairies. Um, but yeah, so is, is the environment, the pillows, stuff like that, these things help. Um, because obviously they're helping you make you feel a bit better. Um, but also we spoke about light exposure, didn't we? Yeah. So like curtains and stuff like that. Black room, right? Black outlines. Temperature. Yeah. Yeah, making sure it's not too cold, not too warm. So around 20 to 22 degrees is meant to be optimal for sleep temperature. Um and then obviously you've got supplementation. So we don't, um, well, I will always leave sleep supplementation until absolutely last. Um, we should always be looking at environment and hab- habitual interventions first, but there are. I think a lot of the other, I think a lot of it can be covered through people's phones and stuff like that before supplements. Yeah. Um, just to put it out there, but these supplements can help. Um, and I, yeah. And I don't know if I really want to go through them all, but, because there's there's multiple and like depending on what they do and what they use yeah you can get ones that are a muscle and nerve relaxant you can get adaptogens which regulate systems in our body um and they all rely on other things as well so that's the problem with supplements so if you if you are doing these things if you are minimizing your phone time if you are getting out and about in the daytime if you are limiting blue light exposure caffeine intake healthy blood sugar balance etc uh, etc et and your room's right and you've not got it a center of entertainment and you're taking off tv and stuff then if you're still struggling with sleep then let us know then we'll talk about supplementation because yeah, that's the best way to do it. we'll do it we'll do it in person like we can jump on a call we you know whoever whichever one of us you want to talk to whether it's both of us we can jump on a call we can talk about supplementation um i do use it with some of my clients but we go through a process before we even talk about it there's one particularly that I quite like the idea of because it's it's multiple um, and it's in a nice little easy to purchase container without having to do all the research yourself because I think Holland and Barrett and stuff like that can be an absolute minefield sometimes. Um, so we do, but we just need to be mindful of it. Yeah, and basically, if you're... Well, can we talk about parents? Yes, parents one take it away there's well i was just thinking to myself there with napping and stuff like that if you're a parent obviously especially in the first year or so um of having a child it's a very disrupted time um and you this is this is for in my opinion this is a really uh, important podcast or part of of understanding that you guys need to well this is an important topic for you guys to understand um, because your sleep's going to be disrupted so much due to obviously having a child um, and all these things are going to be impacting you quite a bit so obviously a big thing for parents is recovery and managing managing recovery first I would be collecting data on your sleep on your recovery and how you're feeling um, because whoever you're working with if you're working with a coach or on your own you can then start making informed choices about your training about your nutrition um, and about your day-to-day to help optimize your health in terms of immune support and making sure um, muscle recovery and just making sure you're functioning well 
but also then to support any other goals that you would have on top of that. Um, we were talking before this about, were you talking about a parent you have? Yeah, in this podcast, mate, yeah. Where oh, he, yeah. he said about his motivation, That's but I think when we get down to the bare bones of it on Friday, we're going to look at your sleep and I'm going to go, you've not got most low motivation, you've got the poor sleep and you're a parent. So cool, Charles. So how we manage and litigate and mitigate and all those different things, because we used the wrong word the first time, to make sure that we are doing what we can, talking about when I fall off track, then I lose motivation. Well, yeah, because life's not easy and it's about managing those things as well. Yeah, I was saying to, I was saying to my partner the other day, obviously, hopefully we have children at some point, but that's one thing that I'm really worried about, about having children, is the disruptive sleep pattern in work. Because obviously we, I get up at, I go to bed at nine, I get up at 4.30 a.m. pretty much every day. Saturday, Sunday, sometimes I, I, I give myself a bit of a lane, but I try and train early morning. And I know that that's going to have to change, which I'm a creature of habit. And I've, I've built this habit that I do. It's taken me six years um, to build. Um, and I'm going to have to change that and adjust that. And these sort of things, how we monitor our sleep, do we need to drop training recovery? Do we need to drop training volume? Um, all these things do do have an impact and do need to be taken into consideration. Yeah, I don't think, and I don't think that's a bad thing. No. I think it's just hard. It's just, you just have to adapt. Mm-hmm. And adapt is, is exactly the word. Like it's not too, it's all about values, isn't it? We could always link back mm. to values. Like if you've got yeah. a little one and, you know, it's going to be worth it or possibly worth it. Like if that's your choice to have that child, like not getting up at those times and not going to spend those times or getting a wake up or whatever, like, but it's your job to also try and make sure that you're being the best that you can be to support that, the upbringing of the child, right? Because you're not going to be very good if you're, properly sleep deprived and you're grumpy and you're miserable and you're lethargic like it's not going to happen so it's about making sure that whilst that's difficult to adapt isn't it like what can you change like you say recovery what can you put in process or plan or get in the right place to support the whole process if that makes sense yeah, I think a big one is also then managing expectations is probably not the best place to then go on a massive, massive dieting phase yeah. um, for some, just because of that allostatic load and all the pressure and stress side of it. Yeah, you could do some recomposition if things in the boxes are being ticked. But if you are working with a coach, they're probably the big focus and their first focus is going to be on, let's get your health optimal. Let's look at your sleep. Let's look at how you're recovering let's look at your nutrition and how can we support then overall health with movement and training yeah and i think that's the key thing but again it still comes down to values yeah so i think what we see or what i see with a lot of parents is potentially that people will then they have a kid or whatever and life gets a little bit tougher and it absolutely does and no one's here to play that down when when you've then got spare time, then when you feel good, what are you doing then? Yes. That's my big thing with parents, like new parents particularly. Yes, life gets harder. It absolutely does. You get less time. I know, we know. What are you doing with the time that you have? Where is your priority? You know, you're now feeling good. You're now doing ABC. You know, 
are you wasting that are you going out and getting drunk or are you going out with your friends that's not a bad thing we're not we're not saying that you're not allowed to do those things but is that servicing your need mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what reason you've got it doesn't matter whether you're a parent whether you've got a new job whether you've been made redundant the same question can always be asked are you servicing your need yeah and, and, I, I, and that that's kind of where i'd leave it yeah a very good podcast to be fair about sleep yeah i'm could, to be honest, I could do with that. I, could, uh, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> it's not going to happen today because we're too busy. We've got lots on, so we don't mind. Right. Um, so, guys, we'll leave it there today. Um, we'll wrap it up. Um, sleep. We've spoken about how it affects us, why we need it, um, what affects it, how you can affect it, and how to track it. Also, um, workshop is coming 5th of November remember remember and all that um it will be local to us it is going to be live it's going to be in person it's going to be better it's going to be bigger it is free message one of us for the link and we get your sign up form straight away Brilliant.